Welcome to The Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today. It's always fun to kick back and chat for a while and talk about Kurdian events and make fun of the extreme commie Democrats and call them out for the fools that they are. We're going to do some of that because we always do. We're going to have a moment of weirdness because there are just, well, again, Democrats. I mean, they provide plenty of moments of weirdness today. Uh, it might be a Kamala again. I don't know. Kamala, she's always out there cackling and that sort of thing. I have some good news today, too, and that's what we're going to lead off with. Before we get into uh, a little more extensive, uh, a lot of clips, a lot of uh, commenting on what's going on with the uh, the House Judiciary Committee interviewing uh, Durham today regarding the uh, the, the FBI investigation and the, the Russia collusion and all that tur- turned into nothing, by the way. But it specifically, I mean, the Durham report was about did the FBI abuse its power to, to, to conduct electronic surveillance on a person, anybody really, but on particularly in this case, a candidate running for president that uh, was the FISA warrant process abused. All of that was proven. I think it was. Of course, the Democrats tried to lead it everywhere but that. They talked about Schiff, talked about Don Jr. a lot. They they went took it places that it was never meant to be and wasn't really what it was about. But that's what these hearings are about. Uh, they use their time to basically give a speech rather than ask any actual questions. When they do ask questions, they don't let the witness answer. Also today, and that was on the House side. On the Senate side, it was busy up there on the Hill. So on the on the uh, Senate side, they were talking with Riley Gaines, uh, you know, the swimmer who uh, was beaten by a male, right? And she's gone on to become somewhat of an activist for females and in particular protecting females' right to compete in sports and have right of privacy in the locker rooms, in the bathrooms, and not have to compete against males in their own sports that are stealing their dreams. Understand these males are going in and stealing the dreams of of young women and girls that have been having them for, for their entire lives. They finally get to the pinnacle of their career, which for many, being in college is, they're not going to go on past that to become uh, Olympians or professional athletes. And then the males come in and say, oh, sorry, bam, get out, you're gone. And we're talking about Leah Thomas, of course, who's actually a dude in this particular case, but it goes on in a lot of different sports. We'll look at that. Uh, we're going to take a look at Adam Schiff, of course, and they, they did get the votes to move toward the floor vote to censure him. And it was unanimous with Republicans. So it looks like Adam Schiff will be censured. He was not the first time because they had the monetary fine attached to it, but they've removed that now. So it's just a straight up censure. Um, anyway, hey, let's get the show on the road. Let's get rolling. Let's kick off with some good news. I've got some feel good stories here. I've got some funny stories. I've got, and they're just gonna, we're just going to flash through four or five of them real quick. First of all, uh, probably the best news is... Uh, January 6th defendant Kenneth Thomas is found innocent on 20-year obstruction felony and latest blow to overreaching probe. You know, there's still, you still have people in the J6 gulag back there in D.C. being held without bail, without trial, over two years now. And, uh, but this guy was found innocent, and that's great news. Ohio resident Kenneth Joseph Owen Thomas was found not guilty of a 20-year felony by Washington, D.C. jury in the latest blow to the unconstitutional, overreaching, and Soviet-style probe against January 6th patriots that is underway from the Biden coup regime. Thomas, I love the way this uh, this writer words everything. Thomas, a Navy combat veteran and father of four. Veteran, father. Wow, sounds like a horrible person, right? 
was acquitted of a 20-year felony charge called obstruction official obstruction official proceedings earlier this month. The jury was hung on the charges of assault on a federal officer and disorderly conduct on capital grounds, which were later dismissed. So that story's a little, it's a little bit aged, but it, it kind of all came together yesterday where all the charges have been dismissed and the guy is on his way. So, you know, hey, maybe maybe once in a while common sense and justice does prevail now that cooler heads are starting to prevail. Geraldo Rivera, out. He is no longer out or welcome at the five. I think the way he's worded it, it sounds like I don't think it was voluntary. I think he was asked to leave him, and they had to give two separation notices, one for him and one for his mustache, but they're both on the way out, and thank God, man, that mustache. You know, there's some guys who can get away without wearing a shirt for you know decades of their lives, right? They look great. Uh, they look great, uh, but there comes a point where usually for most men where yeah, you don't look so great with that shirt off anymore, might want to keep it on. And I feel that way about Geraldo's mustache. It's like, you know, it was kind of, you know, in its day, it was kind of the thing. It was kind of your trademark and this and that, but man, it's all thin now and gray and wiry looking and, and kind of gross. Uh, I think it needs to go. Man, you're not you're not 30 anymore, dude. Knock it off. Try, stop trying to act like it. Anyway, this was his tweet. Morning is official. I'm off the five. My last scheduled show appearances are Thursday and Friday, the 29th and 30th. I can't wait to watch them both. No, I don't watch Fox anymore. It's been a great run, and I appreciate having had the opportunity. Being odd man out isn't always easy, even though he's been one his entire life. For the time being, I'm still correspondent at large. Duh, duh, duh. Sure you are. Sure you are. Yeah, you know, Geraldo, uh, all right, I'm not going to make that comment. I'll save that for another time. Maybe we'll do a, a, a unfiltered show. Wait a minute. All my shows are unfiltered. Oh, well, I'm not going to make that comment today. It could be misconstrued by somebody that I don't want to misconstrue it. At any rate, Bud Light, man, Anheuser-Busch, they had their worst week so far of sales since the Dylan Mulvaney debacle. And they plunged for a record 27%. And this is month over month. So compared to the same week last year to the week this year, okay? In April, they were down 21.4. The the third week, the fourth week of April, 23.4. In May, they were down 23.6, 24.6. And in June, 24.4. And last week, 26.8% compared to the same week one year ago. That's a huge amount, man. That's over 25. That's over a quarter of their sales. Down, man. They uh, they messed up, man. And they're finding out. I hope that you guys are all prepared. By the end of today, it was five years ago today, that Greta Thunberg, you know, the, the environmental climate genius teenager, she... Uh, she predicted five years ago today that the earth would be over today. So we've got, um, well, less than 12 hours. I guess if her prediction is true, we've got about uh, 10 and a half hours left. Right now I'm recording West Coast time. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, this show will drop in about an hour and a half from now. And uh, so spend time with your family. Spend time with your dogs, uh, but but spend time with those you love and doing things that you love to do. Anyway, if her prediction is true, today's the day. 
I don't think it's going to be correct. If anybody wants to bet me on that, drop me a private message and we will, well, they don't call them that anymore. They call them DMs, direct message. Drop me one of those and tell me what your wager is on if the earth is going to end per Greta Thunberg's prediction. Because if you remember, this was the tweet that she put out. And uh, let's see if we can get there, actually. Looks like I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty. This was the tweet she put out five years ago today. A top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. I just filled up yesterday. Put me in 30 gallons of diesel in my big ass 3,500 full ton Silverado. Yeah, it was, it was good, man. That was an expensive gas bill. I'm in Washington State. Washington State now has the gas, highest gas prices in the country. We overtook California thanks to our cap and trade tax BS that they put in place. It is costing over 40, 45 cents a gallon is what they say the cap and trade tax is costing here in Washington State. Three times more than what they originally estimated when they put it into law. Imagine that. Democrats put a tax in place and it actually ended up costing more than what they estimated it would. Crazy, I know, right? Can you imagine? But it happens. I mean, these sometimes, once in a while, they're not correct. So Adam Schiff was, you know, remember his first, they tried to censure him and they attached a $16 million fine to it and 20 rhino Republicans did not vote for it. I read them the riot act on the show. I pointed out all their names. I posted them everywhere. And I still agree that they should have went ahead and done it because then it's got some teeth, right? So after that, this is what Schiff had to say. He thinks, he thinks he's some sort of martyr or that, you know, because they're trying to censure me, this just shows how great I am. Of course, he, he, he just thinks he's great no matter what. Just I take him. it as a badge of honor because uh, this says that I'm effective. Uh, they go after people that they think are effective. Uh, I exposed the corruption of the former president. I led the first impeachment trial of the former president to the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in U.S. history. Uh, and I'm proud of that work. And I would do it again. Proud of what work? You impeached a president for something that never happened. The, the Russian collusion never happened. You went up there day after day and lied to the American public saying you had insurmountable evidence that he colluded with Russia, and you didn't. You lied. You spent two years doing that. And you're, you're, he sit there and says, I'm proud of what the work I did on, you know, impeaching the first president. Impeaching him for what? For nothing. For a made-up lie that you were a key player in and proponent of. There was no Russia. There was no Russia. The FISA warrants were illegal, according to the Durham report. According to Mueller, there was no Russia collusion. And uh, you, sir, are a, a grade A piece of shit. Piece of shif, excuse me. Piece of shif. So today they voted again. They took the $16 million fine off the table, like I said. So they're just going to censure him, which could, uh, you know, put him toward a committee for uh, reprimand or, uh, you know, punishment of whatever that they do over there. It's it's all pretty much lip service, but it's not good to be censured at any rate. Politico, and I, yes, political. I use, some, I use some liberal sources on here. I try to be fair and balanced, unlike Fox News nowadays. Politico says, uh, breaking news, House GOP clears the way for shift censure. The House GOP defendant, 
defeated Democrats' attempt to block a public reprimand of Representative Adam Schiff, clearing the way for Republicans to censure the California Democrat Wednesday. It's probably going to happen while I'm recording right now. I think they're scheduled to take the vote on the House floor at five, I believe, and that's assuming all the committees get out on time. Uh, you know, the Durham committee was going to reconvene. They had they had some people that still hadn't asked their questions of Durham, and that's on the House side. And so that may hold up the vote. We'll see. But they are, the the everything I've seen says that they're going to vote on censoring shift today. This was him uh, pleading his defense. Well, there was much of it. He talked for, he loved to hear himself talk. He, he was there for like 10 minutes uh, saying how great he is and how horrible Trump was. This is just part of it. Check it out. But here is the real gravamen of my offense. I led the first impeachment of Donald Trump for one of the most egregious presidential abuses of power in our history. And I led a trial which resulted in the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in history. And I would do so again. I warned that if Trump was not held accountable, he would go on to try to cheat in even worse ways in the next election, and he did, inciting a violent attack on this very Capitol. And after that, I participated <coughs> in some of the most important hearings in congressional history, hearings that exposed Donald Trump's incitement of a dangerous insurrection to pretend to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. He cannot stop lying. He doesn't stop. He sat there and defended impeachment number one for the Russia lie based on a, a dossier that was fabricated. None of it was real. And he gets up there and says, it was the greatest abuse of power. And I led the bipartisan impeachment, the first ever, and I would do it again. So even now, knowing that none of it ever happened, none of it was provable. There was no Russia collusion. The evidence was made up. The FISA warrants were garbage. All of it, garbage. He would do it again. That tells you all you need to know about Adam Schiff. Man, that guy is a serious piece of work. But that's how they are. That's how they are. And they're not going to change, which is why we need to play the same game. Go get them. Go get them, I say. A little update on the border. 204,561 illegal immigrants were encountered at the southern border. And in May, for the first time in history, monthly apprehensions at the southern border have surpassed 150,000 for 27 consecutive months. That red line on the bottom is 2020. The blue line is 2021, and then you can see oh, what happened there in late February, March. Ooh, we got a new president. That's when Biden took over, and look what happened. The blue line, it goes up, and then in 2022, that's the yellow line, the gold line, if you will. That's the whole year there. You can see what's happening, and then this year, 2023, fiscal year to date, starts uh, at the end of October, so November 1 when the fiscal year starts as far as this is concerned and or excuse me october one and um and you can see what's happening this year it's even worse than last year that's what's going on at the border so while everyone's distracted by the trump indictments and the, the durham committee meetings hearings we still have a border that's wide open the criminals are flowing across every single day and they're they're invading our country so let's not forget that. Let's not forget the economy. Let's not forget the core things in this country. Let's not forget the destruction of the nuclear family, the villainization of manly men and masculinity. 
the, uh, the canceling of women in our society. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let's take a moment of weirdness here. We're about a quarter of the way through. Let's take a little bit early in the show. I usually try to do this halfway through, but man, this woman, she gets the weirdest exchanges of ideas. This is not only weird, it's disgusting. It really pisses me off a little bit, actually. But her, uh, Kamala, Cackling, ladies and gentlemen, Cackling Kamala. This is a foundational principle for our country. We were founded on the notion that government should at some point stay out of people's business. <laughs> yeah. To, to say it in an academic way. <laughs> the legal. It's a legal matter. The legal right? What is so funny about that? So she makes a factual statement. The, 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 this country was founded on the fact that government should stay out of people's business and then laughs her ass off about it with her friend Joy. <laughs> what a dingbat. Man, oh man. Okay, the, uh, the Judici Judiciary Committee in the House had Durham there today and they grilled him for most of the day. It's still going on. As far as I know, they took a little recess, but that was only for 30 minutes. They're, I'm sure they're back in there now. And you can imagine what it was like if you haven't seen any of the clips or you haven't dug into it at all. I'm going to dig into it here for you. We can watch it together. I'll give you some of the highlights, some of the lowlights. And Durham, man, he just smacked him down good a couple of times. They tried to just say ridiculous things. And he just flat out said, well, you know, you're wrong. And he didn't fall for their BS. He's, he stayed mellow and calm the whole time. He did really well. And they tried to bait him into lots of different things. They asked him the same question 50 different ways. They didn't talk about the FISA warrants. They didn't talk about the FBI. I'm talking the Democrats. These are the, That's the clips I'm going to show. Um, they talked about Donald Trump Jr. They talked about Russia, Russia, Russia. They talked about phone calls. They talked about everything but what the hearing was actually about. And that was the Durham report, which was about determining if if the FBI, you know, exceeded their authority by hijacking FISA warrants, lying, actually, and then proceeded to electronically surveil a candidate for the president of the United States and so on and so forth. This lady. So keep in mind what I just said. What This was a hearing <laughs> about about the Durham report. Check this. And let's take a step back for a minute. In the chaos created by all these conspiracy theories and other propaganda amplified by right-wing hate machine, the one we continue to hear, a very simple point is getting lost. Republicans will do anything, say anything, and spend any amount of money to hide the basic truth that their leader is a criminal, corrupt, narcissistic buffoon. That's why we're still talking about Carter Page. That's why anyone even knows who John Durham is. That's why Republicans are still carrying on Mr. Durham's work by launching frivolous investigations that end with them embarrassing themselves by propping up obvious lies. It has always been about gaslighting the country. So instead of holding these farcical hearings about farcical investigations, I urge my colleagues my Republican colleagues to get serious and start legislating on behalf of their constituents. Right-wing radicals. And Trump is a, is a criminal and a buffoon. These are the people leading our country. They get up there and, and look all fancy in their fancy room with their fancy wood behind their fancy little desk and their microphone. 
and talk like 12-year-old children on the playground. That's my job, okay? <laughs> you got to be respectful up there. You're, you're representative of the United States of America. I'm just a dipstick with a microphone. Good grief. Unbelievable. These are the people that have been voted back there. Shifty Schiff, pencil neck himself, big pile of Schiff, whatever you want to call him. Here's a little clip of him trying to, you know, pat himself on the back and talk about how great he is at Durham's expense. It didn't work. The son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their opponent. Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Uh, so you, uh, you have other instances of the Russian government offering... I don't think this is unique in your experience. <laughs> and he, his delivery is just so dry. He doesn't, he doesn't laugh. He doesn't smile. He just, just says it. And uh, Schiff doesn't even, I don't even think it registered to him. He's going to he's gonna have to think about that one later. And it's probably going to catch up with him at some point. And uh, when it does, it's going to be pretty funny. Here's Corbin. Check this out. It's a question. I tried to follow your report. Mr. Donald Trump Jr. would have called it a, a nothing burger. Mm -hmm. You got no convictions. You got nothing. It was all set up to hurt the Mueller report, which was correct and was redacted, to hurt the Bidens and to help Trump. And you were a part of it. You have a good reputation. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. I yield back the balance of my time. Sure. My, Can we uh, presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he feels about the pre former president? <laughs> Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my lord. And I'm Perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God bless you. Um, the um... delivers the smackdown to Cohen. Tried to smear him, insulted him, smeared him. Said he's guilty by association. Basically called him a piece of human crap laying there on the floor. Durham doesn't blink. My family, my God. That's who I'm accountable to. And my reputation is just fine with them. Good for him. That, that was actually probably my favorite part of the hearing. And I watched several hours of it today. And that one, that one part right there was, uh, it was, it was gold. It was golden, man. He said it just as it is and as it should be. Let me, let me um, give you some real-life um, views on that. I have had um, any number of FBI agents um, who I've worked with over the years. Some have retired. Some are still in place. Let me frame this. This was after they accused him of having caused uh, good agents to retire and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which uh, that investigation was undertaken. I take that seriously. These are good, hardworking, the majority of people in the FBI 
the decent human beings who swear to, uh, under their oaths to uh, abide by the law and, and the like. And uh, I think that, that uh, typifies, exemplifies of, uh, the, of the concern here. Um, there, is, uh, there are investigative activities undertaken or not undertaken here uh, which raise real concerns about whether or not the law was followed, the policies in place, the FBI were followed. Which is what the Durham inve- investigation was about. It's finding out if the FBI went beyond their authority, perhaps even broke the law in their methods that they used to obtain the FISA warrants, which then led to electronic surveillance of then-candidate Donald Trump. And I think that's, you know, we need to keep that, keep that in sight, keep that in mind, that that's what this was about. It wasn't about all the other peripheral BS that they keep throwing out there. To the extreme disappointment of some on this panel, your investigation failed to produce indictments against Hillary Clinton, correct? This is funny. That's correct. Didn't indict Barack Obama. That's correct. Didn't indict Joe Biden. That's correct. Couldn't even indict Hunter Biden. We didn't investigate Mr. Hunter Biden. And of your three prosecutions, (laughs) one ended... It wasn't about indicting any of those people. And Hunter was never even part of the investigation, but that guy probably doesn't even know that because Hunter's all over the news, and so he just talks about it uh, however he wants. And then Swalwell, this was a good one. Keep in mind, uh, Yum Yum, you know? Oh, that clip was hilarious, man. That was my bad, man. I should have brought that up. Uh, Someone questioned and brought up, well, we all know about you and Yum Yum. Because Swalwell, of course, and his Chinese spy that he was sleeping with. And uh, so that's what makes this clip so funny. That's why I pulled it up. The last person to talk about, you know, somebody engaging with a spy should be this guy. Did you prove false in the 16 campaign that Trump's campaign manager gave polling data to a spy for a Russian intelligence service? (laughs) We didn't investigate that. He asked him a question for something they didn't even investigate just so he'd get his point out. But my point is, he's sitting there talking about, did somebody give a spy information? I don't know, Swalwell. Did you? You were the one sleeping with the CCP spy. (laughs) And then he he was still on the intelligence committee after that. That guy has no intelligence at all. All right, let's take a look here at what we got coming up next. We're going to we're going to move on to topic the the, the Durham uh, committee judiciary committee uh, tr- hearing is still going on and so we'll see where that goes. Uh, they're going to censure looks like they're going to censure Schiff here today. And that vote should be coming up here pretty soon. But we're going to move on to what's next and I think a, a topic that I'm even more passionate about, one that I talk about often, but I don't think it can be talked about enough. And that is the, the way that the left has, has idolized and idealized the trans community to the point where if somebody wants to pretend they're a woman, they're treated as if they are with access to private women's locker spaces, to their showers, to their dressing rooms, to their bathrooms, and then to go ahead and take them on in sports and erase their opportunities. They're stealing their glory. 
and the women have nothing to say about it. You have these poor girls in their locker rooms. They have an intact male come in with his junk hanging out, changing in front of them, showering with them, and they have no say in the matter. They're just supposed to accept it. Riley Gaines says no, and that's where we're going next. It starts in the Senate, and this is how some of the questioning went. Now, this woman, um, she just gets owned. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Check out Riley's response and how uh, she doesn't get, get, she just says it. She just says how it is, and then that was that. Check it out. Women you don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She Lie. is stronger Gaines, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week. Without That woman tries to point out that, yeah, and that's just not true, that men, men can't, they can't even score a point against her. And then she says, well, actually, the 203rd ranked male player beat both of them. But she was clueless. She had no idea that that had, that, that, that had even happened, right? She was just there to get her point whether she was lying or not, and she knew she was lying. So let's let's hear from Riley Gaines. She, uh, this young woman, I tell you, when she first began her activism and decided to speak out against how wrong this was and to educate people on that and tour the country and talk with, uh, she, she talks to school kids, she talks to groups, she talks, you know, of course she testifies in front of the Senate here today. She was kind of hesitant at first. You know, she wasn't used to public speaking all that much. She, you could tell that she wasn't comfortable. And she has really, really come around. She's super smart. She's articulate. She gets the point across well. She knows her facts spot on. And nobody, nobody is going to put her in a corner. Yep, hang on here. There we go. And that's that's the traumatizing part. Of course, the experience in and of the locker room itself is traumatizing, but I think for me, it was so easy for them to dismiss our rights to privacy. Um, Senator Durbin, in, in your opening statement, you had mentioned this rhetoric. It's, um, you had mentioned that, what message does it send to trans individuals? And my combat to that is, what message does this send to women to young girls who are denied of these opportunities, so easily their rights to privacy and safety thrown out of the window to protect a small population, protect one group as long as they're happy? What about us? That is the overall general consensus of how we all felt in that locker room. Yeah, they had no say in the matter. And what about them? They're supposed to give up their right to privacy or do they not have that right anymore? 
Do women no longer have the right to privacy in a changing room, in a locker room? Are they supposed to just disrobe in front of whoever the authorities say that they're supposed to disrobe in front of? Not wanting to do that or being uncomfortable doing that or speaking out against doing that is not transphobic. It's simply standing up for your own rights. One shouldn't have to give up their rights to accommodate another's. But is it really a, a trans person's right, a, a dude, to go into a female locker room, watch them undress, undress with them when they have different parts? Whether he believes he's a, a, a chick or not, if it makes the ladies uncomfortable, it's wrong. It's their space. And they have a right to privacy. They have a right to be respected. They have a right to be heard. Next clip. This has been your experience over and over and over. You're told as a woman, just shut up. Don't say anything. What's that like? That is continually happening. And if we do speak up, you're immediately labeled as some some name. They will call you everything under the sun, whether it's transphobic, homophobic, racist, white supremacist, domestic terrorists, they will throw them all at you in hopes to deter you, in hopes to silence you. Um, Leah Thomas's teammates, they were forced every single week to go to mandatory LGBTQ education meetings to learn about how just by being cisgender, they were oppressing Leah Thomas. They were told that they are not allowed to take a stance because their school has already taken their stance for them. They were told that you will never get a job, you will never get into grad school, you will lose your friends, you will lose your scholarship and playing time if you speak out. They told these girls that if you do speak out, and any harm whatsoever comes towards Thomas's way, whether that's through social media, whether that's physical, mental, emotional harm, then you are solely responsible and you could be responsible for a potential death. And you don't want that, do you? Of course not. Who would ever want to be responsible in a potential death? But that is the emotional blackmail that is plaguing this country, especially in university. It's disgusting. It's manipulative. It's complete 100% manipulative in an attempt to control them to make them think they're crazy. (laughs) They're they're trying to tell them, look, if you speak out against this, man, you could be causing harm. You could be causing physical harm or violence to come to this person. So don't, you don't have the right to do that. Don't do that. They're supposed to give up their rights to privacy and to autonomy and to to compete competitively And not trample on someone else. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. If these people are so fragile, maybe they ought to look at themselves. God. Got a couple more clips. So Josh Hawley asked again and, and set her up to uh, into this comment. And then the last one I'm going to show after this is... Uh, it's heart-wrenching. Anyway, check this out. Last question, and I'll, just, I'll ask this and then give you a chance to respond, and I'm, I'm done with this, Mr. Chairman. Um, let me give you a chance to respond to something that Leah Thomas said recently, publicly. This, um, she said this publicly. They're using, this quote now, they're using the guise of feminism, they meaning you, using the guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs, meaning you advocating for women, women's rights, is actually just a cover for transphobia. Do you want to respond to that? Feminism is not a fluid term. Um, The original 
and, and the meaning of what it means to be a feminist is to uphold, respect, honor, embrace, and celebrate women on our own physical ceilings, our own uniqueness. That term has not changed. Um, and what this really is is a, is a male mansplaining what it is to be a feminist, which I honestly think is pretty ironic, and it's something we've seen before. <laughs> a male mansplaining what it is to be a feminist. And of course, that's exactly what it is. But, you know, leftists, they love to redefine words. They love to create new phrases. They love to uh, create new definitions for words. She's right. The term feminist hasn't changed. It's not fluid any more than our constitution is. It is what it is. It's defined. If you want to have a different definition, create a different word or a different term. But don't take, don't hijack one while you're hijacking women's sports at the same time, go ahead and hijack the word feminist too. They try to say, they actually said that, that if you're a feminist, you're transphobic. If you promote feminism, that means you're transphobic. That's bullshit. It's simply not true. And you see what they're doing. And then they try to flip it around to make you the bad guy. So if you promote feminism, if you're a feminist, if you believe that women should have their privacy, if you believe they should be able to compete fairly, if you believe they shouldn't have to undress in front of a man against their will, then you're the bad guy. She had this to say. But that is not all. In addition to being forced to give up our awards and our titles and our opportunities, the NCAA forced me and my female swimmers to swim to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four, 22 year old male equipped with and exposing male genitalia. Let me be clear about this. We were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. No one asked for our consent and we did not give our consent. And I'll, I'll set the scene a swimming locker room is not a place of modesty. You're undressing, you're fully exposed. And we were forced to take off our swimsuit in front of a man who was doing the exact same thing. If nothing else, I truly hope how you can see this is a violation of our right to privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. I know that I don't speak for every single person who competed against Leah Thomas, but I know I speak for many because I saw the tears. I saw the tears from the ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you, from these 18 to 22-year-old girls, when you turn around and there's male eyes watching in that same room. And I can attest to the whispers and the grumbles of anger and frustration from these girls who, just like myself, had worked our entire lives to get to this Wow. Just wow. How anybody could argue the how anybody could argue the position that it's okay for dudes to be in female locker rooms and watch them become completely naked. I mean, this is this is not gym class, right? They're not wearing underwear. They're wearing swimsuits, okay? They're naked. And these are girls, young women, but girls, 18, 19, 20. Barely out of high school, some of them. This is 
if anything, an assault on them. Maybe even sexual assault. You see, if you, as an administrator, the universities are horrible, right? You're forcing the women of your school, the young ladies, the girls, to become completely naked in front of a man in order to compete on their sports team. Who in their right mind can argue that? Who in their right mind can say, oh yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, we need to do this. We need to force these women. We need to subjugate them, make them take off all their clothes and stand there naked in front of men. What kind of person does that? Evil people do that. Evil is real. There is evil in this world. It's rearing its ugly head more and more all the time, and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. And they try to make you think that you're the crazy one or the extreme one for not agreeing with it. If you don't agree that it's okay for men to go ahead and, and stand there and expose themselves while these young women are having to take their clothes off as well without permission without say, then you're the bad guy. Think of that. It's an absurd position. It's absolutely absurd. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop right now. And Riley Gaines, thank you. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for standing up for so many young women out there. And for the girls. She talks about when, when uh, I've seen some of her other talks and stuff and um, when she gives her talks in front of uh, schools and whatnot, she's really, it's not just the, the college age kids, it's the younger kids. It's happening in high schools, some. Yeah, that's right. They're forcing girls in high school to disrobe in front of boys. It's awkward enough <laughs> having to be in a locker room with, with everyone of your own sex at that age. Now imagine throwing in someone of the opposite sex without your consent. And they call it, they call it equity. They call it, you know, this is progress. We're progressives. No, you're just evil. Anyway, thanks for watching. Uh, if you've just been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, I'm on all of them. Make sure you check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where all my videos are. I'd appreciate the support. If you can go there and follow the channel, it's free. Signing up for Rumble is free. They don't spam you. You're not going to get spammed at all. Okay. Sign up, go to the nun report, follow my channel. It, it, it helps amplify it. And that's what we want to do, right? Support each other. If, I'd appreciate it. It would help amplify me. You can catch me on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS, and Twitter, because I took away the on there. So it's just at Nun Report. Okay, just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>